0: Ladies and gentlemen, today is a very special day because it is episode 133,
1: 133
0: folks of Do the Woo. Welcome. Hey Bob,
1: how are you? I'm good, Mendel. It is special because of 133. Yeah, you
0: know, 133 has uh, significance on the Mayan calendar. Um, that's a lie. I have no idea. No it isn't it's you know what 133 is just not a not a not, it's not even a fun number 133
1: it's really kind of boring
0: it's not like 113 it's not like 150 you know good and good and round uh it's but but it's gonna yeah, be a good episode yeah.
1: it's actually a very odd number so you can't be that excited about it but you know that's nevertheless <laughs> uh, another subject.
0: I never thought about how insignificant 133 really is. But nobody really thinks about 133. But, yeah. but here's the deal. When it's, when it's your podcast, Bob, uh, 133 is epic. And today we have um, an epic guest on the show. Um, Bob, why don't you introduce our guest today?
1: You want me to? Okay, well, yeah, okay. You're I don't know handing over. It's. It, I think you know the problem is he got into that one thirty three thing and it threw him all off his course there because he thought he would be much more. Um,
0: ah, forget it, ladies it. and gentlemen. Today <laughs> we have Laura Nelson, and uh, we are going to talk a little bit about Mel poetry. Um, but before we do that, hello, Laura. Welcome.
2: Hey. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's nice to meet you both.
0: Yeah, so we're we're super excited to have you on the show today and um and in true to do the woo form um I think Bob, what's the first question that you ask every guest? I can't think of it. it has something to do with the name of the podcast.
1: Are you having mental problems today, Mendel? <laughs> it seems like ever since I'm 133, I'm sorry, but Laura, how do you do the Woo? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so um, so I do the Woo um, through my role as a content marketer at WooCommerce, um, which involves, uh, so I'm part of the marketing team at Woo, and then I also spend a bit of my time continuing to market mail poets who were acquired by WooCommerce back in December.
0: Okay, so before we get into male poet and before we get into what content marketing is all about, let's talk a little bit about how you got to Woo in the first place. Sure. How did you start out on your path to Woodom?
2: My path to Rudin probably, I I didn't even realise this at the time, started maybe 10 years ago when I, at uni, I started a blog on wordpress.com about video games and it was through that small amount of WordPress experience that I landed my first job for a very tiny agency who only built websites in WordPress and I was a marketing person there. And then, I guess since then, um, I've worked like in house. All like everywhere I've worked has only ever used WordPress. So, um, yeah, I've worked in house at a recruitment agency, which was um interesting, as their marketing manager. And then I worked. Uh, I spent a few years at a UK WordPress agency called Pragmatic, who um, are now part of Angry Creative. And I, I'd say that was really the point where I really started getting into WordPress and WooCommerce. Um, that was definitely the first time I was introduced to the community. I went to my, my first WordCamp in 2016, which was WordCamp Europe in Vienna. Uh, it's a pretty epic first WordCamp to go to. <laughs> and uh, yeah, since then, I've organized WordCamps. I've spoken at them. I, I spoke at WooCommerce, actually, talking more like focus on WooCommerce. A few years ago the last one in real life and yeah and now uh once yeah joined male poet in the beginning of 2020 and it all changed in the dramatic year that was 2020 <laughs> um, <laughs> ended up at WooCommerce in December which uh, was unexpected but overall very good
0: <laughs> yeah so you you started um building yeah uh building content and then you um you started marketing content And then you ended up over at Woo. Is that a good summary? And uh, somewhere in between there, um, you did a whole lot of craziness with with WooCommerce and the WordPress community and spending time talking and learning and uh, teaching. And so what was your background? What were you in school for when you were at university?
2: Uh, So I studied media studies. Um, And I always wanted to write. I always loved um, getting involved with digital content, I'd say. Uh, I mean, what better platform, right, (laughs) than (laughs) than WordPress to do that? So
1: So, let's step back a bit into what transpired, which was not that long ago. And there's a few things we could touch on with that, but... Do you want to just synopsize the experience of when you were told this merge or acquisition was going to happen? And and I always I I've never asked anybody that has gone through this. Uh, what was your first reaction or impression to it when you started to learn exactly what was going to happen?
2: Yeah, so I remember the day well, um, in the morning, um, Kim, who was the CEO of Mail Poet, uh, put in Slack saying that he had a an urgent but very exciting announcement to make. At midday, and we all had to wait. I remember the hour, feeling. I think it was. I think it was like 11 a.m. my time then. And like the hour to into 12 was the longest hour ever. And uh, behind the <laughs> scenes, we were all we were all chatting to each other and like, well, what is going on?" <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and that's when he made the announcement that uh, Mel poet has been acquired by WooCommerce. I think it was pure shock. I had. I didn't see it coming at all. Um, I had no idea he'd been chatting to the folks at WooCommerce. Um, if anyone's ever met Kim before, they'll know he's a very, very open guy. We had a very open structure at MailPoet. Everybody knew, we know, we knew all about the financials. We knew like how much each other were getting paid. He was like the most open CEO I've ever known. So for him to keep this a secret, I think was eating him up <laughs> a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and also made it even more shocking because we knew it. you know, you know, we knew everything that was going on normally.
0: Um, that's kind of the nature of, of uh acquisitions though, right? That that uh everybody wants to keep things kinda of quiet. Um, everybody wants to be secretive about the the you know, the transaction, the money and the assets and and how it went down and why it went down and, and what you're gonna do afterwards and um and uh, that's that's kind of how things are. So it's it's not super surprising that um a, you know a normal CEO would keep that um from the company. But um, but it sounds like uh, the culture at MailPoet Poet um was 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 very uh, very open and honest.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was, and I completely understand why. he he couldn't tell us and actually we weren't able to say anything for a good month until after it, after we'd been told
0: all right so so you say that the culture um at male poet was uh was pretty open and then the the acquisition happened uh how long ago was it was it six months or was it was it a year
2: yes six months or just over six months now
0: Okay, so so how has the culture changed, uh, if at all, uh, over the past six months uh, since since joining Woo?
2: Yes, um, I mean, it is different, uh, because there was 13 of us at Male Poet, and there are 1,300 of us at Automatics, so um, that definitely, uh, I think we're all feel, feeling pretty overwhelmed. However, the MailPoet team has remained pretty much exactly the same since the move over. So, culture-wise, it's very similar. And I think MailPoet and Automatic and with like WooCommerce specifically have like quite good shared values and like openness and transparency. The way we communicate, I think, also the type of people that work there. They, um, you, I'm not sure if you know this, but part of the acquisition process is assessing how well the team will fit in with the existing team at automatic or wherever they're going to be or part of it they're going to be placed in so yeah it's been um it's been really good and it hasn't changed a whole lot to be perfectly honest
1: how about your role as far as how did that yeah i mean obviously your role changes because you have a different you know Probably communication in place and all that but maybe some of the significant stuff that really changed with your role
2: yeah so even though I, though I just said it hasn't changed that much that's the case definitely for the rest of the male poet team my role was the slightly different one in which two months after joining i um i was moved to a completely different team and i like my role sits inside the woocommerce marketing team now and uh i spend About 75% of my time working on uh, WooCommerce stuff, and the rest of my time on MailPoet, which is weird separating it like that because MailPoet is part of WooCommerce now. But um, yeah, I pretty much my entire career, I have either worked in incredibly small marketing teams or on my own. And at MailPoet, I was the only marketer which. It, I mean it has its bonuses you you call the shots you decide what you're gonna do you're in charge of how you stretch your day and everything but um I definitely been enjoying working as part of the team it you know they're all lovely and it's just really fun stuff I used to bore the engineers with a male poet you know getting excited about some really nice micro coffee or Oh look! How great this email marketing is from this brand. <laughs> Stuff which uh, <laughs> I think I had a different appreciation for than other people, and uh, now I have a whole team of people that we yeah I can share that with who share similar excitement.
0: Yeah, it's pretty interesting. So, how big is the um, the WooCommerce marketing team? Then you joined a, a team of five people, ten people.
2: I think when i joined there was nine or ten and now there are i think we've just i think number 14 has just started or has just been given an offer so uh since i've joined it's already grown like quite a bit um so actually i officially joined the team the end of january so between now and then there's been an additional three or four people
0: join wow so so really bulking up there
2: yeah and a lot more hiring plans yeah each
0: that's that's cool.
2: It's great. Yeah.
0: So, so the idea being that it's important to get the word out about WooCommerce and then it's important to get the word out about, um, all of the other things, all the other components within, uh, WooCommerce or related to WooCommerce. Now we haven't seen a whole lot of male poet integration yet with WooCommerce as far as like the actual WooCommerce product. Right. Um, I'm I'm curious how this all works out within the WooCommerce marketing team because you know if MailPoet is being handled through the WooCommerce marketing team, there must be other add-ons or plugins that uh, Automatic is um, kind of using that marketing team to market. And I'm curious if there are others like MailPoet or if that's a very particular uh, situation within the marketing team that. You no, know, part part of the work is is to MailPoet, and part of the work is to WooCommerce. Or are there others that are that are kind of uh, under that umbrella as well?
2: It's totally unique to MailPoet, and I I couldn't tell you why. Maybe um, in the future, when more acquisitions happen, that might also be the case. I think it really depends on how uh, that team is set up. You know, prior to joining. Um, or automatics so yeah it's um no one else in my team divides their time like I do but uh, in such a structured way in terms of I have a, a day plus per week to spend on this totally different business um, but um, I guess like other acquisitions have been more like involved so for example alternate woo from a couple of years ago. Um, it, that's sort of embedded within more within the way marketing team's responsibilities.
0: Now, we, we know you're not a, a product manager. We know that you are not a, you know, a, an owner. We know that you're not somebody necessarily that is directly charting the course of the male poet project. Mm-hmm. But you have to have lots of opinions because you've been working on this. And as a marketer, you're intimately involved with knowing all of the aspects of the product. And so I'm curious how you would see, I'm not asking for plans, you know, I don't want you to give (laughs) us any like proprietary information or anything, although that stuff's good. If you want to give it to us, that's cool. (laughs) But uh, what I'm curious about is like in your ideal world, if you're thinking about like, you know, the Jetsons future or the Star Trek future of of where MailPoet and WooCommerce go. Um, how would you see the two intertwining, um, integrating, becoming a part of each other's lives and and kind of helping each other out?
2: Yeah. So this is what I would like. This isn't necessarily what's going to happen. Disclaimer here. <laughs> um, I think like, well, to me, email marketing is a fundamental part of running an e-commerce store and Um, I guess like some merchants know this and understand that others uh, not so much so it would be I guess like intertwining MailPoet way more deeply within WooCommerce and the WooCommerce products as well in particular so for example with like WooCommerce subscriptions when you subscribe to receive a product um, on a regular basis email communication is so so important and it would be great if MailPoet was when you buy WooCommerce subscriptions, MailPoet and that email functionality just came as a part of it. So it's part of your setup. It involves these email comms and that's handled by MailPoet. Um, same with like WooCommerce memberships. And also I feel like it could integrate really nicely with um, Automate Woo and the functionality that automate Woo has. So I got I guess a lot of the functionality that we'd love to see in MailPoet already exists with Automate Woo. And I think it makes sense to kind of merge those two together um a lot closer. So so that you know it's, each have their own different set of benefits um there. And you can make it one excellent, excellent <laughs> solution for <laughs> uh the stores. But um Yeah aside aside from that I guess just developing more e-commerce specific functionality is um, and I know that's already like high up on the priority list that is going to be happening I don't know exactly what yet but just to go deeper into e-commerce and uh, find ways that we can kind of help help merchants market to their customers a lot easier and not quicker without it being another thing
1: they have to think about. So, Hey, Bob WP here, and I'd like to take a moment to thank two of our pod friends for their support of Do The Woo. Wayflyer is helping WooCommerce direct-to-consumer merchants improve their cash flow to accelerate growth through revenue-based financing for their marketing and inventory needs. Now, whether it's for you or your clients, signing up is free, an offer will be delivered in a matter of hours, and one fee keeps it simple. They're the only trusted funding partner on the WooCommerce Marketplace and are featured over there in the Grow Your Business collection. So if you are looking to help yourself or your client with your store's marketing and inventory financial cash flow, just head on over to wayflyer.com. TenUp has a stellar reputation in building enterprise WooCommerce sites, but they also have an amazing solution for you or your client's WooCommerce store search with Elastic Press. Elastic Press is powered with faceting and autocomplete, that gives any Woo store customers the experience they expect. All you have to do is use the promo code Woo at checkout for 10% off your first six months at elasticpress.io. And now let's head back to the show. One of the questions that somebody came up, we had Clara who is on your team. And I think alluded to it a little bit, what Mendel was asking about, but the fact that MailPoet, you know, you are actually part of WooCommerce, but in their marketplace, they are also have the balance of extensions that are connecting to other mail services, you know, email services. And how that, and I think in that particular episode, they kind of said, you know, is there a priority? Well, it's got to be, I mean, internally priority to mail, but how do you in the whole marketing scheme of things and being on the team, I mean, you're sometimes probably looking at extensions that are basically, you know, go and hook up to this mail service, email service, as opposed to, you know, mail poet, anything you want to reflect on that? It was just, I thought it was an interesting question and I can't remember exactly how Clara address that but uh, just from your experience how you perceive that or it's like oh it's all good because you know th- there's a total separation there obviously
2: It's um, it's an interesting one and actually joining it was quite odd having to um, I feel like my I was almost betraying male poet when I <laughs> um, had to start talking about other well-known email providers <laughs> um, so, but I think it's uh, I mean this is again like totally in like WooCommerce like style and like an ethos is giving people the choice so MailPoet isn't for everybody and it doesn't do all the things that you might want it to do and equally other one other providers might not do the exact things that you want them to do which is why you go to MailPoet um so I I've definitely like become more comfortable with that now and reminding myself you know what it's this is all about the user and the user's gonna like how I have done in my own marketing career try out different solutions and then come to the one that suits my my needs and I think it's really nice that we're like giving people such a like selection it's awesome that's so many different um uh, different extensions but provide various email services work so well so nicely with WooCommerce but it it is a little bit odd sometimes (laughs) yeah (laughs) I imagine it
1: is
2: (laughs) (laughs) definitely my first month I was finding I was like hang on I had to take a step back if I was mentioning MailPoet in like a blog post or um yeah in something that we were promoting it's like am I promoting this because I've just come from male poet and therefore like my my loyalty and my you know, is 100% there or am I doing this for the right reason that I think it's going to be the like most suitable solution in this circumstance so it took a while to get my head around that
1: oh yeah I imagine
0: <laughs> so let's steer away from uh the male poet conversation the woocommerce conversation heck forget about wordpress for a second and I don't even want to talk about about your history anymore. What I am curious about is the way it feels, and maybe um, some advice you have. If you have a couple pieces of advice for people that are part of a company that is acquired, because it, unless you've been living under a rock, you've seen tons of acquisitions in the WordPress and WooCommerce space, right? And and a lot of them have been uh, plugin companies or software companies. So, what advice do you have for people that have? Kind of grown with uh, a a software company and then been acquired by um, by a larger company or even just by um, another software company because there's some consolidation in in that way as well. What what advice do you have?
2: Um, have I'd say like it's totally normal to be terrified and so don't be concerned that you are terrified because it's a huge change and of course you're. It's normal to worry about. Oh, is my job going to be safe? Am I going to like? The work I'm going to be doing am I going to like the team etc. I guess with that in mind is to just embrace like em- embrace the experience. It's change is terrifying as humans we like hate it and our brains when that happens go into this like alert mode of like oh no this is bad this is bad. Just try and learn and get as much out of it as you possibly can. It's a really interesting experience and I think at least in my experience of it, it's been a really positive one and people are excited to have you. So don't ever think that the team that you're joining are going to be upset that you're going to be there. (laughs) So um, try and enjoy it. And again, open your mind to learning different ways of doing things, new perspectives, just soak up as much as you possibly can. And remember, you know, if you don't like it, it's an experience that you have learned something from and you can apply that to a different venture if that if that's what suits you.
0: And it's not for everybody, right? They do that culture check. Um, at least, you know, uh, companies that are um, savvy with acquisitions do this culture check. And it may be that you're not into the culture of, of the new company um, or you're not into the role of the new company. And I, I think, you know, so many people try and kind of, do it anyway um and and I think you have to check in with yourself sometimes and and say you know is this is this still for me um is that is that your take too or
2: yeah definitely and you know even though they um like automatically run this like culture check and I feel like I'm fortunate enough it's working well for me just the like the change of going from a 13 person company to a 1300 one even if the culture's. is the same or largely the same is huge and some people it's just not for them like it absolutely just doesn't suit yeah the way they work or their beliefs in you know championing the smaller company or the smaller work environment so yeah you definitely have to check in with yourself and make sure you're doing it for the right reasons uh, you know, works more than just the paycheck that you get every month. You you have to enjoy what you're doing and who you're working with. And if that isn't right, then get out and move on. Do what you'd like to do.
0: Yeah. When you're when you're talking about just the, the paycheck that never works out well. Right. Yeah. Uh, if you if you don't really love what you're doing, then uh, then then forget the, you know, forget the money.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: OK, to add on to that maybe a little bit of advice from you from the customer side. Now, you're a marketer. By the nature of your business, communication is important. I mean, that's what your business is about. And that's what you encourage other people to do. And everybody always thinks of this. What happens at that moment when you go through something like this and your customers start saying, whoa, what's happening? How did you... Kind of take that on, and do you have again, like Mendel asked, any advice? Because that's an important transition there to um, be clear and, and good communication to make sure everything is smooth with your customers.
2: Yeah, um, I'm gonna be honest, it was hard for me to, uh, I was in charge of our communication basically from MailPo to our customers, and it is really hard to be reassuring, which is what you need to be when. You don't know exactly what's happening and what's going to happen yourself. So um, listen to the facts that you've been given. Don't let your brain fill in any gaps with <laughs> intrusive thoughts <support>. so of you don't know if this is really gonna happen. You just, you know, make sure you're having open and honest conversations with the other party, which obviously in my case was like WooCommerce about, you know, um, ask the right questions. Like if a customer asked me, Am I still going to be able to use MailPoet for my newsletters if I don't have a WooCommerce store? Am I 100 correct in saying, yeah, they absolutely will. And I actually created a, um, I created the FAQ document before I created the announcement. I just went through what could possibly be in our customers' mind, also in my own, <laughs> and I shared that, uh, I shared that with WooCommerce and asked them to input on it as well, as well as adding what I thought was going to happen and um, yeah so just make sure you're like you're totally aligned with the other party and um i guess try not to freak out
1: <laughs> it's neither the time or the place to start spinning putting a spin on things you know that's for sure i
2: oh, know yeah, no. stick to the facts and if you don't know like, you you need to be honest you you, you can't promise that things are going to stay the same forever like you can't people asking about pricing and features and stuff like that. And I realized I couldn't have even answered that if it was just MailPoet staying as MailPoet. Any business needs to change their pricing at some point for one reason or another. Their features are going to change for, you know, changes, you know, for example, like the, the upcoming Apple update, which is going to block like email opens and stuff. You know, if things happen that is going to change your business and, yeah, just trying to be as reassuring as possible without promising anything that you can't a hundred percent stick to.
0: Yeah, that's key. Not not promising more than you can actually promise. I think I think there are a lot of people that kind of have to then back out of what they've said afterwards, and yeah. and that's
1: that's even worse for PR, right?
2: That's when things get messy.
1: Especially if it happens on Twitter, you know, that's where it's really, really yeah. becomes. Will no come back to
2: haunt you for sure.
1: <laughs> you know, um, I, I, I just
0: think it's so cool to talk to somebody that's been through this acquisition process uh, recently. I Really appreciate all of your all of your time and your expertise and all of uh, all of the knowledge that you've dropped. Um, if you are a part of a company that is uh, being acquired, um, or if you're going through this transition yourself, maybe Laura's a good resource uh, in the future um if you have questions so laura how can people get a hold of you if they do have a question for you
2: yeah sure um so i'm in the uh Weird commerce community slack um you can find me just via my name laura nelson if you didn't catch it before <laughs> um i'm also on twitter um laura underscore nelson underscore and yeah and, and linkedin you can find me i um have uh, you'll see my picture um there are a million laura nelson's in the world but yeah i'm the one who works at automatic (laughs) um and yeah i'll be i i'm super honest and open about the experiences absolutely no sugar coating here it was it was terrifying but awesome at the same time
1: (laughs) perfect i love the conversation and and your. You're you're right on Mendel. It's great to hear it firsthand because sometimes we don't we hear about it, we think about it, but we don't always know what's actually being experienced, even as a individual in the process. So well, wanna thank our pod friends once again, uh Wayflyer.com and from 10up, their elasticpress.io. Do check them out. Appreciate their support as always. And Laura really appreciate you joining us today.
2: Thank you for having me. It's been great to chat.
1: All right, everyone from Mendel and I, we are signing off. Just keep on doing the woo.